Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dr. Esther Siba podcast. This is Dr. Bub, and I'm your host on today's show. Hello again, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on the second episode of the Dr. Esther Siba podcast. Today, I'll be talking about the book I wrote and sharing details about me as a writer, the process, and what I hope to accomplish. So my book, Be Your Best, Four Principles for Becoming Better Every Single Time, will be available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle editions on Thursday, January 28, 2021. So before you buy it, let's talk about it. So here we go. Question number one. Can you tell us about your background in writing books? Well, honestly, this is it. Be Your Best, Four Principles for Becoming Better Every Single Time is my first book ever. Writing a book is something I have always wanted to do, but for a number of different reasons, did not accomplish until now. But as you know, what's more important than setting a goal is achieving it regardless of how long it takes. So my writing background has just begun. It's my first and only book to date, but definitely stay tuned for more to come. When that happens, I'll have more information to share on my writing background. So question number two, what made you choose the title you selected? So as you know, the title of the book is Be Your Best, Four Principles for Becoming Better Every Single Time. And as you may also know, I am a board certified behavior analyst, BCBA for short, And as a BCBA, I apply basic principles of behavior for meaningful life change. You may also know that my mantra, making others' lives better every single time, led me to help several people improve their personal, professional, and family lives. So the title, Be Your Best, Four Principles for Becoming Better Every Single Time, is really based on my mantra and my focus on helping others choose those behaviors that would lead them to being their best through purpose, faith, discovery, and care. Question number three, can you tell me about the book? Well, of course. So Be Your Best, Four Principles for Becoming Better Every Single Time is a short, quick read. It's about 130 double-spaced pages of reading content. In Be Your Best, I use stories, shared experiences, and scripture to offer insight on how purpose, faith, discovery, and care have guided me in helping others improve. I offer insight on each principle, so purpose, faith, discovery, and care, that you may apply to what you do, which again is your behavior, that you may apply to what you do to be your best. So in chapter one, which is titled Purpose, I write about having a reason for living and finding different ways to create purpose. In the second chapter, titled Faith, I focus on how you can build your belief to live with purpose and achieve your life goal. Then in chapter three, I elaborate on the role of knowledge in directing your purpose and strengthening your faith. And in the last chapter, which is chapter four, I conclude with the importance of collective care. So that to me, collective care to me is caring for self, caring for others and caring for your environment. So considering the events we are witnessing and experiencing today, 
We see increased discussions and direction on self-care. However, care for others and our environment, not just the self, is really a fundamental part of our experience and perhaps now more than ever before. So in sum, the book is really about me sharing some of my life with you in an effort to help you focus your attention on being your best. Question number four, what did you learn when writing the book? Honestly, for me, what I learned was so much more about myself. I learned about my writing and speaking styles. I learned how I write and what I needed to do to improve my writing. I was definitely able to pinpoint on all the pages, the behaviors that have been ingrained in me for so many years that I needed to unlearn, at least for the process of writing and reaching the reader. So I'm now able to identify very easily all of my writing quirks. But most of all, I learned how I improved as a writer, how I got better. And I know that although I have improved, there are still areas that I need to continue to improve so that each writing product I deliver, whether a book, a blog, or a post, becomes better every single time. There is always room for progress and there's always room for improvement. So we are now at question number five. What was the best part of writing the book? It was actually the impact my daughter's feedback had on me as a writer. So Michaela edited the contents of the book. She read and she reread each draft and with each revision, she had the most critical comments for improvement. She told me quite candidly and very bluntly that what works for me and what works for the reader are two totally different things. She also showed me that speaking and writing are also unquestionably different. She told me the parts that she loved and those that needed to be reworked or removed. She helped me connect my thoughts and ideas to the words that I wrote. And I've done countless speaking engagement, but for books, this is my first. So she taught me that the repetition used to convey a point and hook the listener does not always work to convey a point intended to hook the reader. Whenever she walked into my writing space after reading another draft, I took a deep breath, sat back, and waited to hear what her critique was. Then I humbly, very humbly, returned to revising and rewriting, knowing that I would have to experience her critiques all over again. So in the process of writing about being better, she made me a better writer. Not a perfect one, but one that produced a product that is way better than what it was when it began. Question number six, why include scripture? To me, regardless of whether you are a religious fanatic or a free spirit, and regardless of your belief, and despite what you think, scripture offers guidance and reassurance. So many of the lessons in scripture are the same as the ones we teach to the people we know. The only difference is that the biblical lessons are written in scripture, and the ones we teach to the people we know may be from our life experiences. So when we remove the cloud of religion or biblical association, we see that the lessons in scripture, such as the ones I include in the book, are practices that we as human beings subscribe to. So for example, in the book, I write about caring for others and at the end of the chapter, which is chapter four, I include scripture that for many years have shared the same thoughts about the benefits of having support than accomplishing tasks alone. So regardless of our belief, 
Scripture is interwoven in our world. And what we think, spiritual or not, is who we are and what we do, and actually how we behave, and you will find discussion on this concept in the book. Question number seven. How does the book incorporate behavior and applied behavior analysis? Well, this one's easy. So in terms of applied behavior analysis or ABA, the focus, as I've said before, is on applying basic principles of behavior to produce meaningful behavior change. And as I've also said before, behavior is anything we do. So since the book talks about things you can do, behaviors you can engage in to be your best, it includes a focus on behavior and ABA. So I discuss basic concepts in ABA such as motivation and reinforcement. And for other concepts such as choices and self-management, I embed them indirectly. So in sum, when you engage in behaviors or actions that result in you beginning to live with purpose, to build your faith, to discover more knowledge, and to shift from a hyper-focus on self-care to a unified spotlight on collective care, you are changing your behaviors to improve your life and be your best. We are on to question number eight. What is the most significant challenge you faced when writing the book? For me, the biggest challenge was the time requirement. Not only did I write the book, but I also published it independently. So that meant that in addition to writing and editing multiple drafts of the book, I had to learn how to publish independently. That's the discovery I talk about in the book, gaining knowledge. So that took a lot of time, again, since this is my first book and my first self-publishing experience. I had to design paperback and Kindle book covers, align text and images within the print area, and then use two different systems to upload and publish the paperback and Kindle versions. And these are only a few examples of the tasks I needed to complete as a writer and independent publisher. So for me, the most challenging aspect was the time requirement. Question number nine, what would you tell someone who may be considering writing? You know, this question makes me think of a quote from Mark Twain. Really great people make you feel that you too can become great. So from my perspective, a genuine writer makes others feel that they too can write. Writing does not have to end in a book. Rather, it can be a blog, a short story, an article in a newspaper, or, or a list of lessons learned. So I would say to that person who may be considering writing to go for it. And as you do, think about what intrigues you and about your interests and write about them. Or think about stories you can share from your life and start writing or contribute to a newsletter. Or perhaps your creative mind gives you an idea that becomes a fiction story. And I would most definitely say to that person, if you have any questions, please let me know. I'd be more than willing to share what I learned from writing my first book. Question number 10, or final question for today. What do you hope to accomplish by writing this book? For me, in everything I do, my goal is always the same, making a difference, making someone's life better. And as I answer this question, I think of Lauren Isley's starfish story, and it goes like this. One day, 
A man was walking along the beach when he noticed a boy picking something up and gently throwing it into the ocean. Approaching the boy, he asked, What are you doing? The youth replied, Throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up and the tide is going out. If I don't throw them back, they'll die. Son, the man said, Don't you realize there are miles and miles of beach and hundreds of starfish? You can't make a difference. After listening politely, the boy bent down, picked up another starfish, and threw it back into the surf. Then, smiling at the man, he said, I made a difference for that one. So, you asked, what do I hope to accomplish by writing this book? I hope to make a difference, even if that difference is in the life of one. One of the ideas I wrote about in the book is that changing one changes many because that one then changes others. Even if the one that changes is you, you have made a difference in your life. So the more you change, the more you can help others change. As I change, even by writing the book, I am able to effect change in the lives of others. I hope to encourage many, including people in Grenada, which is where I was born, people living in the United States and across the world to be their best. In the book, you will read about what led me to the United States from the tiny island of Grenada. I hope to convince someone in Grenada, even if one, that despite their circumstances, they can achieve. I hope to share information on applied behavior analysis that would broaden your perspective on ABA and how you can, through self-management, another component of ABA, engage in behaviors that improve your life and allow you to be your best. I hope to encourage someone, anyone, to write or share their story or focus on purpose, faith, discovery, and care. I hope that through the process, I transform into a better version of me and continue to be better every single time and challenge others to do the same. So I leave you with this Cherokee American Indian proverb. When you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Live your life so that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. Thank you for joining me on my writer's journey. So that's all for today, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dr. Esther Seba podcast. And this is Dr. Bob reminding you to be better every single time and to be your best you. For more information, visit my website at ecbub.com.